Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Shalom, it's Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 29th of November and the 16th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. This week, our parasha is called Vaishlach, which means he sent. And today we're going to start in Genesis 33, verses 6 through 20. Before we get into our readings, let's take a moment to bless God and thank him for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then the female servants approached, they and their children, and bowed down. Leah also approached, along with her children, and they bowed down, and finally, Yosef and Rachel approached and bowed down. What do you mean by this whole caravan that I've met? So he said, To find favor in your eyes, my lord. But Esav said, I have plenty. O oh, my brother, do keep all that belongs to you. Yet Yaakov said, no, please, if I have found favor in your eyes, then you will take my offering from my hand, for this is the reason I have seen your face. It is like seeing the face of God, and you've accepted me. Please, take my blessing that was brought to you, because God has been gracious to me, and because I have everything. So he kept urging him until he accepted. Then he said, Let's journey and be on our way, and I'll go ahead of you. He continued, My Lord knows that the children are tender, and that the flocks and the cattle in my care are nursing. So if they were pushed hard just one day, all the flocks would die. Please, let my Lord pass on ahead of your servant, and I'll move on further gradually, at a pace suited to the livestock that are before me and at a pace suited to the children, until I come to my lord in Seil. Then Esav said, Please let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What is this? Let me find favor in my lord's eyes. So on that day, Esav returned on his way to Seil, but Yaakov journeyed to Sukkot, and built a house for himself, and for his livestock he made booths. That is the reason that place is called Sukkot. 
So Yaakov arrived in Shalom to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. When he came from Padanaram and camped right in front of the city, he purchased the portion of the field there where he had pitched his tent from the sons of Chamo, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money. There he set up an altar, and he called it El is Israel's God. That was Genesis 33, verses 6 through 20. Today our portion from the prophets is 1 Samuel chapters 6 and 7. After the ark of the Lord had been in the country of the Philistines seven months, the Philistines summoned the priests and the diviners, saying, What should we do with the ark of the Lord? Tell us how we should send it back to its place. So they said, If you are going to send the ark of the God of Israel back, do not send it empty, for you must surely return it with a guilt offering. Then you will be healed, and it will be revealed to you why his hand has not been removed from you. What guilt offering should we return to him? they asked. So they said, Five golden tumors and five golden mice, according to the number of the lords of the Philistines. For one plague was on each of you and on your lords. So you will make images of your tumors and images of your mice that mar the land, and you must give glory to the God of Israel. Perhaps he will lighten his hand off of you, your gods, and your land. Why harden your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts? When he afflicted them, didn't they send them away so they left? Now therefore, get a new cart ready, two milk cows on which there has never been a yoke. Hitch the cows to the cart, and return the calves home, away from them. Then take the ark of the Lord and place it on the cart. Also, Put the golden objects that you return to him as a guilt offering in the bo- in a box by its side. Then send it off so it may go. Then watch. If it goes up by the way of its own, of its own territory to Bet Shemesh, then it was he who inflicted on us this great harm. But if not, then we will know that it was not his hand that struck us. It just happened to us by chance. So the people did so. They took two milk cows and hitched them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. Then they placed the ark of the Lord on the cart together with the box, the golden mice, and the models of their tumors. So the cows took the way straight toward Bet Shemesh. They kept along the same highway, lowing as they went, and turned aside neither to the right nor to the left. The lords of the Philistines followed them to the border of Bet Shemesh. Now the people of Bet Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley. When they lifted up their eyes and saw the ark, they rejoiced to see it. The cart came to the field of Yehoshua of Bet Shemesh and stopped there, where there was a large stone. Then they chopped the wood of the cart and offered up the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. The Levites took down the Ark of the Lord and the box that was with it that contained the gold objects and placed them on the large stone. 
Then the people of Beth Shemesh offered burnt offerings and sacrifices to the Lord that day. Now, when the five lords of the Philistines had seen it, they returned to Ekron that same day. So these are the golden tumors that the Philistines returned as a guilt offering to the Lord. One for Ashdod, one for Gaza, one for Ashkelon, one for Gat, one for Ekron. The golden mice also corresponded to the number of all the cities of the Philistines belonging to the five lords, both the fortified cities and their country villages, as far as the large stone on which they had set down the ark of the Lord. It remains to this day in the field of Yehoshua of Beth Shemesh. Then he struck down some of the men of Beth Shemesh because they had gazed into the ark of the Lord. He struck down the people, seventy out of fifty thousand men. The people mourned because the Lord had struck the people a great slaughter. So the men of Beth Shemesh asked, Who is able to stand before the Lord, this holy God? To whom should it go up from us? So they sent messengers to the inhabitants of Kiryat Yarim, saying, The Philistines have brought back the ark of the Lord. Come down, bring it up to you. Then the men of Kiryat Yarim came and fetched up the ark of the Lord, brought it into the house of Avinadav on the hill, and consecrated Elazar his son to guard the ark of the Lord. From that day, the ark rested in Kiryat Yarim. It was a long time. Twenty years, and the whole house of Israel yearned after the Lord. Then Shemuel spoke to the whole house of Israel, saying, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then remove the foreign gods and the Ashtarot from among you, direct your hearts to the Lord, and serve him only. Then he will deliver you from the hand of the Philistines. So Bnei Israel removed the Baalim and the Ashtarot and served the Lord alone. Then Shmuel said, Gather all Israel to Mitzpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered together at Mitzpah, drew water, and poured it out before the Lord. They fasted on that day and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. Then Shmuel was judging Bnei Israel at Mitzpah. Now when the Philistines heard that Bnei Israel had assembled at Mitzpah, the lords of the Philistines marched against Israel. When Bnei Israel heard it, they were afraid of the Philistines. So Bnei Israel said to Shmuel, Don't stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, so he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. Shmuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. Then Shmuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Shmuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to battle against Israel. But the Lord thundered with loud thunder on that day against the Philistines, and confused them so that they were defeated before Israel. Then the men of Israel went out of Mitzpah and pursued the Philistines, and struck them down all the way to below Betkar. Then Shmuel took a stone and set it between Mitzpah and Shen, and named it Evan Ezer, saying, 
Thus far, the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued, and they did not invade the border of Israel anymore. The hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Shmuel. The towns that the Philistines had taken from Israel, from Ekron to Gat, were restored to Israel, and Israel recovered its territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was also peace between Israel and the Amorites. Now Shmuel judged Israel all the days of his life. He used to go annually on a circuit to Beit El and Gilgal and Mitzpah, and would judge over Israel in all those places. Then his return was to Ramah, because his home was there, and from there he would judge Israel. So he built an altar to the Lord there. That was First Samuel chapter 6 and 7. Today's portion from the writings is Psalm 47. For the music director, a psalm for the sons of Korach. Clap your hands, all ye peoples. Shout to God with a voice of joy. For the Lord Most High is awesome, a great king over all the earth. He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chooses our inheritance for us, the glory of Yaakov, whom he loved, Selah. God is gone up amidst shouting, the Lord amidst the sound of the shofar. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth, sing praises with a skillful song. God reigns over the nations, God sits upon his holy throne. The princes of the peoples are gathered as a people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. That was Psalm 47. Our final portion for today is from the Apostles, and it is Mark chapter 5, verse 21 through 43. When Yeshua had crossed over in the boat again to the other side, a big crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Yair comes. Seeing him, he falls at his feet. He begs him a great deal, saying, My little daughter is near death. Come and lay hands on her so that she may be healed and live. So Yeshua went off with him, and a big crowd was following him and pressing upon him. And there was a woman with a blood flow for twelve years, who had suffered much under many doctors. She had spent all that she had without benefit. Instead, she grew worse. When she heard about Yeshua, she came through the crowd from behind and touched his garment. For she kept saying, If I touch even his clothes, I shall be healed. Right away, the blood flow stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed from her disease. At once, Yeshua, knowing in himself that power had gone out from him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples responded, You see the crowd pressing upon you, and you say, Who touched me? But he kept looking around to see who had done this. 
But the woman, scared and shaking, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in shalom and be healed from your disease. While Yeshua was still speaking, messengers come from the house of the synagogue leader, saying, Your daughter is dead. Why do you still trouble the teacher? But, ignoring what they said, Yeshua tells the synagogue leader, Do not be afraid. Only believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, Yaakov, and Yohanan, the brother of Yaakov. They come to the house of the synagogue leader. He sees a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. After entering, he said to them, Why make such a fuss and weep? The child didn't die, but is sleeping. They start jeering at him, but after sending all of them out, he takes the child's father and mother and those with him and enters where the child was. Then, taking hold of the child's hand, he tells her, Talita kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old, and they were overcome with astonishment, but he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this, and he said something to eat should be given to her. That was Mark 5, verses 21 through 43. If you are reading through the Apostles twice this year, you will be reading 1 Corinthians 7, verse 1 through 24 today also. Thank you for following along with us as we read through the Bible this year. I pray it is a blessing to your heart and strengthening to your spirit. I'm Johanna with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom from Israel. Until next time.